Welcome to the Facility Dude Podcast. Here's your hosts, Bob, Papa Dude Bittner, and Tony Butler. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to episode number two of the Facility Dude Podcast. I got Papa Dude with me this morning. Papa Dude, how are you today? I'm doing great, Tony. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Well, I know on our first show, if you had, if you missed it, please go and, and listen to it. it. It was a focus on the evolution of facility management. Uh, today, what we're going to talk about is how accidents don't happen. Before we jump into that, though, if you have any questions, comments, anything you want to add to the conversation, please feel free to uh, email us, podcast at Facility Dude. Also, subscribe. Uh, subscribe to the Facility Dude podcast on iTunes and at on Stitcher. Well, good morning, Tony. And uh it, uh, it's kind of an uh, evolution from our last discussion. You know, we talked about how OSHA really changed uh, some of the complexion of the facility management role. And I uh, sat in a, a conference uh, several years ago where the guy uh, introduced the concept of that accidents don't happen. And as I uh, uh, thought through that, I thought, well, first of all, I thought he was wrong. Accidents do happen because all the time we call them accidents. And yeah. kind of the definition of it, of an accident, is something that's unexpected that happens. Right. And, uh, but as, as he explained what that was all about, it started to make sense that things happen and we can usually predict that they're going to happen and that we can make changes to make them happen. So to prevent the accident from happening. Exactly, exactly. And so uh, uh, it's, it's really getting into a root cause analysis of things that happen. Root cause analysis. Bob, can you tell us a little bit more about what that is? Yeah, I can. Uh, it's really taking a look when something happens to go back and really understand what really was the failure. And a lot of times people don't go far enough. They don't. And I, let me give you an example uh, of something that happened uh, in, in my career when we were doing a, an analysis on a big piece of equipment uh, at a manufacturing plant. And we got all of the people together. And that piece of equipment, this really wasn't an accident, but it was uh, really trying to understand what root cause analysis was. And so this piece of equipment was failing all the time. It was a very large piece of equipment. It had lighting inside of it. It had fluorescent lighting, matter of fact. And uh, when... Uh, we got everybody in the room and we're talking about what was going on with that piece of equipment. Why was it failing? When was it failing? We went through all of this analysis on this and the instructor that was leading it said, now, nothing is off the table. Nothing, uh, we don't want to make fun of anything. We don't want to discount anything. And the operator said uh, during the time, well, you know, the machine runs better when the lights are off. And everybody just kind of laughed, you know, yeah, right. It runs better when the lights are off. And so the, the facilitator said, now, don't laugh at that. Let's put it up on the board. Let's look and see what happened. Okay. Do you know, Tony, that that's exactly what was causing the machine to fail? The lights? They, the, the harmonics uh, in the fluorescent lights were causing a, uh, a blip on the programmable controller, and it was causing it to lose place of where it was. And in fact, the machine would run perfect with the lights off. And so that was really taking down to the lowest level of what a root cause analysis is. And had we discounted that, we, uh, we probably would not have really understood and discovered where that problem was coming from. So the operator said, okay, uh, it runs better with the lights off. 
and so in fact it did run better. We were able to separate the, uh, the controller from the light circuit and the machine ran much better and that was the solution to the problem. And so we see that today in, in a lot of accidents. If you go back and anytime you uh, look at an accident report, somebody falling off of a ladder, somebody slipping and falling, whatever it might be, uh, somebody getting their, their finger cut extremely badly. And it really is the fact that we could have predicted that, we could have understood that that was going, going to happen. When you, when you allow people to do things uh, that are unsafe, uh, and a lot of times we get very comfortable yeah, with what we do. It's laziness, right? Yeah, it's laziness. Uh, you know, we don't want to go and get the taller ladder, and we're going to stand on the very top of the eight-foot ladder. Right, um, right. And we, we had an incident here. Matter of fact, when we were building out our office here uh, in Cary, uh, one of uh, the employees was working above the ceiling, uh, did not go get a 10-foot ladder. Uh, the device he was working on above the ceiling was high up in the ceiling, so he was standing on the very top of the ladder, and he lost his balance, and he came down through the ceiling. And uh, not only did he rip the ceiling down, which was minor compared, but he had a very severe injury yeah. and uh, was hurt, had to take him out in an ambulance, lost a lot of work time. And you say, well, that was an accident that happened. Yeah, it was an accident, uh, but it was an accident that we could predict. We could see that was going to happen because OSHA tells us, and it's written and stamped right on every ladder, right. do not stand above this step. Yeah. We get lazy, we cut corners, and then we end up getting hurt. Exactly. And a lot of, a lot of times uh, uh, electricians are guilty of this. You know, there's a very strict lockout, tagout procedure uh, that OSHA uh, requires us to follow in the maintenance world. But a lot of times we say, well, I will interfere with somebody else's work. Uh, I can do it without getting shocked. I can get in that piece of equipment without getting hurt. And uh, invariably, it happens, and it was predictable, right? That's a risk I don't want to take. <laughs> you, know, you know, one of the things... Uh, <laughs> Uh, even uh, we, we talk about opening up a electrical junction box. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that happens very often in an electrical junction box is the wire nuts will come loose in there. And so when you pull that cover off, if it's still energized, uh, this has happened many times, and I've seen it happen, that a guy will take it off, that electric uh, wire nut will have fallen off, and there's the exposed wires. And somebody's up above a ceiling working, uh, it's dark up there. They pull a cover off to do something, and then all of a sudden they get shocked and they fall out of the ceiling. And so it's very predictable because those things happen. The guy that I listened to uh, said uh, one of the uh, major accidents uh, that's reported in the airline industry are things falling from an overhead compartment. And he said, you can understand that. He says, you put a bowling ball up in the overhead <laughs> compartment, and he says, you hit rough territory, and that uh, 12, 15-pound bowling ball goes rolling around. It's going to break a lock. It's going to come out on somebody's head, and somebody's going to get hurt. All things that are predictable. Something we could certainly prevent. So how, how can we prevent? What should we do? Or are there, are there certain measures and protocols we should put in place to make sure that those things don't happen? Because if those accidents are planned, I mean, we can predict that they're going to happen because of our laziness or because... Uh, we choose to ignore the, the rules, what can we do? What kind of measures can we put in place to keep those sort of things from happening? Well, I think there's a, several things, Tony. Uh, one is we really need to understand uh, 
the, the laws and the requirements of working safely around equipment. Uh, OSHA has done a, a fantastic job of creating an environment that both allows people to understand uh, what they need to do, how they need to do it, and, and why they need to do it. And so we need to educate ourselves on the, the rules and the laws and the good common sense of safe work practices, both uh, in, in any area really that houses energy, right. uh, compressed air, electricity, uh, hydraulics, pneumatics, whatever it might be, we need to understand and educate ourselves around that and safe working practices. Um, and so once we've educated, and again, this is another area for a facility manager to have to try to understand and develop uh, his core competency so that uh, he or she is keeping uh, their workforce safe in the field, that they have the proper tools, the proper requirements to do that. And then training of, of people. Right. Uh, once you understand that as an individual, as a facility manager, you have to get it out to your workforce. And so the training uh, component of it and OSHA, and there's a lot of organizations out there that do a really good job of training. But I think once something happens, uh, a lot of times we just look at the aftermath and we're trying to kind of cover our tails of why somebody got hurt. And we really don't dig deep enough to really understand why it happened. Why did it happen? And so you take, for instance, if a, um, a water leak uh, happens in a building and somebody comes in on, on your foyer and they slip and fall. And we'll go, to the, we'll go to the standpoint of saying, well, there was water on, they slipped on water. Right. Uh, okay, they slipped on water, they fell, they hurt their back. Uh, I'm, I, it, it was a patron in a store. So what do we do? So we try to say, well, how do we keep that water mopped up? So mopping the water up really is not the root cause, is it? It really comes from someplace else. Right. Why was the water there? Why anyway. was the water there to start with? Is it a leak in the sprinkler system? Is there a roof leak? Is there a water leak? What really is it? And then even going back further to that, let's say there was a, a leak in a pipe above the ceiling. Do we have the right pipe in place? Was the right quality followed when the installation was done? Is there really some issues there bigger that's going to be demonstrated down the road further in some other areas of our buildings. And even if it's not that, even if it's just maybe maybe training or educating our staff, maybe we mopped the floor and left too much water there. I mean, it could be something that simple as well, but at the same time, we need to be able to understand educating our staff and making sure and understanding what actually created that, that issue, the water on the floor, whether it was a pipe or whether it was just we mopped the floor at the wrong time and didn't properly clean up like we should have. Or they, or they used... Uh, too much cleaner right. in the in the water, and left the residue on there that was slick and wet, and uh, caused people to to slide. And so, you know, there's a lot of areas. And so, we if even if we just go back and say in that example that they used too much chemicals in it and it left a residue, then really let's go back and is there a remedy to that? Is there a root cause to that? Did we not train well? Do we, are we using the right chemical to start with that right. would, would uh, help prevent that in the future? I know one of the things we talked about in, in, one of our, in our first episode was documentation. And if something like that happens, how do you know as a facility manager what you did to maybe initially prevent that from happening? Do you have documentation to show what happened before you got there? Um, you know, and that lends to the, the importance, one of the areas where it's so important to have documentation. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And, and oftentimes 
we don't take the time to do that. Right. We don't really sit down. We don't get the right people involved. Uh, I gave the example of uh, the fluorescent light and that piece of equipment. Uh, we got all the right people in the room. And a lot of times we don't bring the right people together to have that discussion. We think it's going to take too much time. It's going to be uh, that person wouldn't have any involvement, wouldn't have any knowledge, wouldn't have any understanding of what the cause was to start with. And so let's not include them. And so I think the all of the people that uh, are in, uh, could have an impact or have a contribution to understanding what really, what was the root cause analysis of uh, that incident? So I think uh, after having thought about that a long time, that uh, uh, we really can't predict accidents, we really don't know what accidents do, how they happen. Uh, when you really think about it from the, the standpoint of let's get to the root cause of this, it really is an understanding that probably everything can be prevented. Uh, everything we understand what's going on. Somebody's going too fast. Somebody is just being careless. Somebody is using a dull knife instead of a sharp knife to do something. And uh, a lot of times the injury is more severe from a dull knife than from a sharp knife. So uh, all of those things are understood. We have enough knowledge about that, but bringing it all together. And it really takes a facility manager that understands and is willing to invest the time and the energy and uh, just the resources to make sure that that doesn't happen again and take it far enough to really understand the root cause. Well, the, the expense, you know, we talked about taking the time and, and the resources to, to spend time educating our staff or uh, following protocol to make sure we do everything we need to do to keep our staff and our folks who are in our facilities from getting hurt. But think about, you know, that old saying, uh, an ounce of, an ounce of, cure, or an ounce of uh, uh, prevention is worth a pound of cure. You know, if I just spend a little bit of time uh, making sure that we've dotted all our I's, crossed all our T's, it could save us a lot of money. It could save someone's life. You know, I think it's funny. Uh, uh, we see a lot of these uh, videos uh, on YouTube of people walking and texting at the same time <laughs> yeah. and ending up in the fountain. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's predictable, right? Right. <laughs> we say, boy, there's an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, it's waiting to happen, and it happened because we just – we get distracted by things, and uh, we just get we uh, get careless. And there's there's reasons that no texting laws. Right. Uh, you know, there's probably should be no texting and cutting meat at the same time. <laughs> uh, so uh, the, all, all these things are are very predictable when we happen. If you're going to speed tonight, Tony, what's going to happen on the way home? I'll probably get a ticket. I could potentially hurt myself, get in an accident. Etc. So exactly. quite a few things, and uh, so you can prevent that, right? I could definitely prevent that. And uh, so we uh, we think that there's a great uh, opportunity to improve our safety record, not because OSHA says that we have to, but that we have a compassion about people, that we have a compassion about those that uh, we work with, those people that come and visit us at the workplace, uh, our family that we want uh, all of our workers to go home safely at night. I had an experience uh, a number of years ago uh, when I worked at a large medical center, and we had this uh, transportation, vertical transportation, uh, uh, or a horizontal transportation device that moved people from one building to another. And uh, it ran very quietly, uh, much similar to a electric car today, and so you couldn't hear it coming. And uh, one of the workers was out in the guideway, 
or actually standing up on a parapet wall outside the guy way, did not hear it coming. Uh, it hit him. Mm. It threw him down in beside the car. Uh, a lot of damage done. It was, he was hurt very severely. Uh, again, it was one of those things that he was so familiar with it, felt very comfortable with it, felt like he could hear uh, that vehicle coming uh, and get out of the way at any time. He didn't hear it. He got hurt very severely uh, during that. And you never want to be able to tell a spouse uh, why they're uh, why th- their other spouse is not coming home tonight or tell kids yeah, no. why dad or mom's not coming home tonight because we didn't plan well enough. Right. We didn't anticipate. We didn't take the extra time just to to uh, uh, share that this really is important. And we ought to have at least the, the good nature about ourselves as facility managers to really push a safety message that, you know, accidents really don't happen. We can prevent them. We can keep our workers safe. We can keep our clients safe. We can keep those visiting uh, our workplaces safe. Yes, I agree, definitely. Uh, an ounce of uh, prevention is worth a pound of cure, and it's worth lives. Um, it's worth our lives, your lives, and the folks who, uh, who come in, in and out of your facilities every day. And that's not even to talk about the financial impact right, about it. Right, that's the benefit just, there. That, there's a huge uh, financial benefit, but uh, that's secondary when you're really talking about somebody's life or somebody's limb. So we, uh, we appreciate you joining our webcast today, our, our, our podcast. And, uh, again, we'd like for you to uh, uh, give us some feedback at uh, podcast at facilitydo.com. Uh, follow us on iTunes and Stitcher. And uh, we'll be uh, back with you next week. And we uh, appreciate your involvement and feedback. Tony, good talking with you today. Yeah, and uh, we, uh, we look forward to next time. It's been a pleasure. Have a great week. All righty. Thank you for listening to the Facility Dude Podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback about the show. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and help other facility operations professionals like yourself find the show. Email your questions or comments to podcast at facilitydude.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Facility Dude. We look forward to hearing from you.